Hello, and welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the hit podcast where the Chatfield girls try and guess their shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of topics. My name is Holly Chatfield Flanagan, and with me is... Shelly Chatfield Allison. And we also have... Julie Chatfield Miller. And finally, our sister expert for today is... Carly Chatfield Humidity. (laughs) (laughs) Carly lives in Arizona. She's dying at 10% humidity. (laughs) Too humid. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of two, happy birthday to our new niece. Yay! Naomi. Yay! After the full day of her being born, texted our sister Kelly and said, Kelly, is it Naomi like a horse or Naomi like Bill Nye? I was really proud of that. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) Thank you so much. And she said, it is Nay like a horse, Naomi. And I said, thank you so much for doing this because there's no I after the A making it Naomi. (laughs) (laughs) So what I wanted to say is, Kelly, you did it. Proud of you. You did it. You did it. And she's beautiful. You've done good work. And also, I want to say that I think that we as ants, we are very uh, studied and and professional ants now, Uh uh, the four of us. And we should give baby Naomi a Sleeping Beauty fairies type of (laughs) advice. Less wishes, less like I grant you the gift of song. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? I could easily do that. I know. I had an idea about a gift for her already. (laughs) Okay. A gift or an advice? A pearl of wisdom. (laughs) Carly, what is your gift for baby Naomi? Well, her eyes are just so huge. And so I give her the gift of Rapunzel eyes. (laughs) What does that mean? They grow and she never cuts them. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> That's yuck. <laughs> Maybe Rapunzel eyelashes. That would be exotic. <laughs> because if you mean Rapunzel from the movie Tangled, big eyes like her, guess what? All Disney princesses of late have those big eyes. Yeah, but Rapunzel's are the prettiest. So therefore Rapunzel eyes. Wow. <laughs> I am floored. Julie, what is your gift slash advice for baby Naomi? My gift is the gift of athleticism. I twirl my magic wand and we see in the future uh, Naomi rollerblading down the road and riding her bicycle and playing lacrosse. (laughs) (laughs) Shelly, what is the gift slash advice that you have for baby Naomi? (laughs) The gift I'm going to give her. Dang, you guys, all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is kind of a gift slash uh, advice. Baby Naomi, it is upon your shoulders (laughs) to do what I could never do. Have a great amount of confidence. (laughs) You can do it, baby. I know you can. You can have all the confidence. Hang in there, baby. I am going to flout. I'm going to be mad at all of you while I say the thing. <laughs> You're the I'm one who say. brought up Sleeping Beauty. I have a piece of advice for Baby Naomi. Hey, girl. Guess what? You need to wear sunscreen. It's so important. <laughs> Good job, Holly. <laughs> My gift is the gift of sunscreen knowledge. <laughs> Especially if she's fair-skinned, like her father. <laughs> <laughs> 
She's going to be from two worlds. She's going to have two worlds. One, our sweet Kelly, who keeps a tan from January to December. Uh-huh. <laughs> our brother-in-law, Tyler, is very pale. And because of that, uh, baby Naomi will be caught between two worlds. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be very pale with an olive undertone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for her. So in this moment... As her aunt, I am going to let her know that I will be providing her with sunscreen for every birthday. And that's a fact. (laughs) See, yours is a gift, too. Yeah, a real gift that I can actually give her in all of your stinky faces. (laughs) Uh, But we're just so happy that she's here and, and everything went great. And Kelly and Tyler are doing great. Naomi, you did it. You made it. And and now we're going to do our thing and we're going to make our thing. And and before we had this podcast start recording today, I made everyone verbally bind themselves in agreement to me that this is going to be a fun and laughter filled podcast that we no one will get mad about. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me very nervous. Like Now, like I just I'm. So nervous. (laughs) I get so weird on the podcast with no preparation. (laughs) The topic today, the Cuban Missile Crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, including the Shelly gang, you will now verbally bind yourself to me in agreement that we're going to have fun today and no one's going to get too angry. I'm going to leave some space here for you to to bow your head and say yes. (laughs) Uh (laughs) i'm glad this isn't a blood oath uh okay so uh to continue the year of the submission we got a submission it's a joint submission from my two children jack and lucy they're great children but jack and lucy submitted the topic and i said this is great and then submitted it to the small committee and the small committee had reservations and i said no i will obtain the <laughs> the, the verbal agreements and then the small committee <laughs> said fine fine the cuban missile crisis it is <laughs> and jack and lucy are are his big history buffs big cold war buffs shelly would you like to know today's topic I really would. (laughs) Here's the topic for our comedy podcast. This week's topic is butterflies. (laughs) Oh, man. Jokes and fun and laughter will be had today. (laughs) This is how butterflies cause the Cuban Missile Crisis. (laughs) It's called the butterfly effect. Everybody knows. Uh, um, So... Julie's going to be doing the pro reasons why, Shelly, you should like butterflies. I am going to be doing the anti-reasons why you shouldn't. And Carly, as the Shelly expert and the reason why I had to get everybody's verbal agreement, (laughs) (laughs) is going to be telling us what she thinks Shelly, her sister, the namesake of this podcast, will choose. Are we ready? Yes. Ready. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) okay julie i'm so ready for jokes and laughter fun (laughs) all right first i want to make a confession (laughs) oh no is this something very serious and dark (laughs) i caused the cuban missile crisis (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I uh, forgot to write down some points uh, until we started recording. But you know what? I feel like I came up with some good stuff. So here you go, Shelly. Off the top of my very dome. <laughs> <laughs> Butterflies are so inspirational. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it for the butterflies, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Carly, I expect one woo during one of my points. <laughs> but I'm so pro butterfly. I can't even hide it, Holly. Yeah, <laughs> guess what? This is not Carly has opinions. <laughs> uh, butterflies are inspirational in so many ways. They inspire art, music, dance. <laughs> I bet you could think of uh, at least one artistic portrayal of a butterfly. Topiaries. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know how in front of um, It's a Small World at Disneyland, they have topiaries in the shape of all kinds of animals. I bet there's a butterfly in there somewhere. That sounds great, though, because I really like topiaries. <laughs> and my topiary of a butterfly would be two leaves glued to a stick, probably. <laughs> glued, not even grown off of. <laughs> but, but we love butterflies. They're so colorful and beautiful. And like butterfly dance with fluttery wings. Isn't there like a Sesame Street um, one where there's like... The woman dancing around with the cloth wings. I think what you're thinking of is uh, Bert on top of a table uh, doing the ramp ramp pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's inspired by the biggest butterfly of all, a pigeon. <laughs> the second most inspiring animal, <laughs> pigeon. Done by the first most inspiring Muppet. <laughs> Butterflies inspire plants to grow. If it weren't for butterflies, there'd be so many plants who, who couldn't pollinate and they wouldn't grow. And you know what? I love plants. Plants help me eat food. <laughs> and uh, butterflies, they use their little, what is it? Proboscis. Uh huh. Wouldn't it be great if we all had a proboscis? No, it'd be horrible. <laughs> Can I ask a clarifying question? Julie, you said... They inspire plants to grow. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's what the proboscis is. It's so they can whisper right in the ear of the plants. Grow, grow. <laughs> okay. Butterflies, the best uh, plant whisperer. <laughs> I wonder what a butterfly would sound like whispering. I bet, <laughs> I bet it would sound like, hello, I am going to inspire you. <laughs> I'm going to walk with my feet up the walls and onto the ceiling. Of my podcast studio, if Carly has random butterfly musings. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> I call it rage-defying gravity. <laughs> Butterflies help plants grow. That's that. No, they inspire them to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if if bee or if butterflies inspire the plants to grow, do bees like are they the like drill sergeant? Like grow. <laughs> probably. Cuz I think they probably do more pollination. They're just busy. That's that's the bees deal. <laughs> but butterflies are not busy. <laughs> they are chill and they do chill. Except the butterfly that my children chased around today. That was not a chill butterfly. It was fighting for its life. <laughs> and I'm like, butterfly, you know how to fly. Just be higher than all these 
little children. Did it did it look stressed? Is that how you know it was not a chill butterfly? Butterflies are flighty, you know? They're always fluttering. And uh, uh-huh. so it looked stressed, but butterflies always <laughs> kind of look like that. <laughs> so you see a butterfly flying across the sky and you go, wow, that is a stressed looking <laughs> insect. <laughs> I say, wow, that looks so fluttery and flighty. Do butterflies even have emotions, Shelley? Yes. Can they? Can yes. they feel stressed? How do you know, Carly? Because <laughs> I love them and they love me back. <laughs> oh. I imagine you walking into one of those like butterfly sanctuaries and all the butterflies just like swarming you. <laughs> you know, I used to have a season pass to a butterfly topia, a butterfly reserve. Sanctuary reserve. Sanctuary. That's very cool. I hope you talk about it during your section, but not during mine. Because I'm too busy talking about inspiration. <laughs> uh, butterflies inspire symmet- symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> or symmetry, as some people call it. <laughs> the boring people. <laughs> yeah. I love a good art project where you paint one side of a paper as a butterfly wing all beautifully. Uh, and then you press it. You fold the paper in half. And when you peel it apart, you got a real symmetrical butterfly. Nice. Anybody? Anybody? Kindergarten art projects? That sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> I guess I've have been doing kindergarten art projects more recently than any of you people. <laughs> yes. But so you're saying butterflies are beautiful because they're symmetrical and so anything that's not is ugly. That's science, Shelley. That's that, science. I am not I am not adopting a stringent Holly style uh, ideal of this. <laughs> I like that. Butterflies are symmetrical and beautiful. So are other non-symmetrical things like asymmetrical haircuts. I'm into those. <laughs> and oddly, I'm not against those. Who knew? <laughs> You're not against them? No. Oh. Okay. Great. <laughs> Butterflies. They inspire greatness. <laughs> and asymmetrical haircuts. A butterfly came and whispered in my ear with its proboscis and said, Get an H asymmetrical haircut. So so which politicians and famous, you know, Nobel Prize winners have been inspired by butterflies? <laughs> um, tie it all in, JFK. <laughs> you know what? He solved that thing because he, he looked at a butterfly and said, You know what? If the butterflies, if the monarch butterflies can fly from Mexico to Canada, I can solve this crisis. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that is very inspirational. I mean, isn't it? (laughs) I just want now to know all of like, you know, the in ancient Egypt, like they they didn't know how to build a pyramid. And then somebody saw a butterfly like (laughs) flit across the sky. I was like, that's it. I just want butterflies to be like literally the butterfly effect is just butterflies flying across things and like inspiring. Like butterflies are the muses of all of history. <gasps> Ooh, yes, I love that. So if you like go back in time and squish a butterfly, then you are squishing somebody's inspiration and they're not going to build that pyramid and Western <laughs> civilization will never exist. I don't understand this butterfly fan fiction. <laughs> I mean,. Wouldn't that be just 
hilarious <laughs> like, <laughs> that we owed everything to butterflies and we didn't even know it. I mean, this is a Laffy Joke Joke podcast. That would be hilarious. (laughs) My last point is that butterflies inspire loyalty. (laughs) At least monarch butterflies are extremely loyal to their favorite food, the milkweed plant. They lay their eggs on those plants. They eat them. They they just love them. And they don't they don't lay their eggs on any other plants. You know how I know that? My son Theo and all his homework <laughs> for <laughs> for weeks they've been learning about the monarch butterfly. I could tell you the life cycle of those bad boys. And you know what? I'll throw in the life cycle of the milkweed plant too. Why not? <laughs> but if we could all be as loyal to like our favorite food as the butterflies are to milkweed, that would be pretty inspirational too, wouldn't it? <laughs> Is that the only loyalty they inspire because it sounds like carly is very loyal to butterflies (laughs) (laughs) they inspired me to do so and that's why i'm loyal to (laughs) butterflies butterflies. wow i guess the butterflies inspire inspire loyalty to themselves and nothing else (laughs) yeah sorry toy story you stink well, and that's how Carly's going to know who to marry. A hundred butterflies are going to come just like land, land. <laughs> has a crown on his head and Carl will go, that's it. Or he's going to be like Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas no, and no, just be a sack butterfly. full of butterflies. <laughs> no, that Gross. inspires horror. I don't know. I would marry a sack full of butterflies as long as they kept me company. No, no. <laughs> Nope, because then you'd be hearing them whisper to you all the time inspirational things. That just would be very cool. Thousands of butterflies whispering all at once to me late at night. Yeah. Oh, that is so scary. That's like an Edgar Allan Poe story, like just hearing thousands of quiet whispers all the time and not knowing where they're coming from. Carly, that was a scary end to my points. I'm so good at the funny joke things. So. <laughs> Carly started off with a woo and ended with horror. <laughs> so Shelly, choose butterflies. They're so inspirational and great and not scary at all, <laughs> despite what some people may think. Uh, Shelly, I have five reasons why you should be anti-butterflies, but really I have a lot more now that I've listened to Julie's point. <laughs> <laughs> So just know that I'm against butterfly fan fiction. I'm against marrying bugs and sacks. <laughs> and I'm against milkweed plants. So, so Shelly, the first reason why you should be anti-butterflies is they're dainty and delicate. Ew. <laughs> You're saying you only like thick insects. Uh, no, 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 no. Not just insects. I like thick everything. <laughs> and and I don't, I like strong and thick, not dainty and delicate. Because I myself have never been a dainty or delicate person in, in word or in deed or in body or in soul. <laughs> in fact, just this week, our father told me that I have had this face ever since I came out. And and not every baby has the pleasure of having their face when they come out. Uh-huh. And this face came out and said, I like thickums. 
and <laughs> I like strongums. And and it was so obvious from the moment that. Uh, but can I say something else about a baby? <laughs> Julie's baby. Before we were re- recording, every time Julie would do anything. She would look up at her with this very questioning face, and it was very cute and funny and hilarious. <laughs> it was very good. Valley for the win. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I don't like dainty or delicate things. Butterflies extremely dainty and delicate. And I feel like that's a, a selling point for a lot of people for them. But for me and my house and other people who like strong and thick, no. So there's not a delicate thing in the world you like. <laughs> she doesn't even like flowers. There's nothing delicate or it dainty. It kind of tracks. She yeah, doesn't flowers. Like flowers. Uh, so yeah, Shelly, if you're putting me on the spot, yeah, I'm going to say I don't like anything that is dainty or delicate. What about doilies? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to say doilies. <laughs> there's a cookie that they made on one season of uh, uh, The Great British Bake Off that was like lacy. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the bakers used their cutter to cut off like the lacy edges. That is very delicate cookie. It looked delicious. I should make them for you so you can give them a try. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but just know, just because it's dainty and delicate, I'm not going to like it. So you're wasting your time and energy. (laughs) (laughs) Holly's going to pick it up off the tray and throw it right in the garbage can. (laughs) Or I'm going to stack them 10 tall and then chomp them and be like, that's thick. (laughs) So you would like a stack of doilies. Uh-huh. <laughs> or like a doily made out of like barbed wire. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, cool and good. Next point. <laughs> Shelly, you should be anti-butterflies because they're overdone and played out. Everybody <laughs> likes them. And everybody gets tattoos of them and everybody talks about them. Everybody draws them. Everybody does everything with them. And I'm just... Ugh. Gross. <laughs> They're so last season. <laughs> <laughs> They're so like 1990s butterfly clips. But then everybody just keeps liking them. They weren't a fad, and that confuses me. <laughs> butterfly clips decidedly were a fad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But then the love of butterflies burst that fad and didn't end when the fad ended. That's like saying circles birthed. Pogs, and then no one stops like circles with pogs went out of style. Like, uh, this is a very joke and fun podcast, (laughs) but I have a true like psychological wall between I can't understand why people like butterflies, like a serial killer, I can't understand people's emotions. (laughs) I, I have a question for you though Are there other cute? Like, like, like dolphins or like unicorns or are there other things that people like a lot and often that is not necessarily your thing, but that you're still okay with, you know, like, are you like, yes, you can like unicorns. That's fine. Well, yeah. And honestly, like, that's all fine, you know, but it, I feel the same mental block about butterflies the way I do about flowers. I truly can't understand why people like flowers. (laughs) So is it just things associated with flowers? No, no. It's I think it really is the dainty and delicate aspect that I don't like. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, so if you looked at like a puppy, which your your daughter loves puppies, uh-huh. those are like a dainty dog. No, no, <laughs> no, they're just small. So, but you would like a Great Dane over like no, I don't know, a poodle. How about how about this? An eighty year old debutante. 
that's a human person. <laughs> so, so I don't know what I don't know what to say. I've d- I've done How about myself a, into a fourteen-year-old debutante dog. <laughs> yes. Uh, to make a dog a debutante, you probably have to dress it up, and I'm anti-dressing up animals. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so so, but going back to overdone and played out, when things become too common in the culture, I just feel like if you dedicate your entire life to them, I don't understand that. Or hey. more specifically, if you dedicate your life to anything and define yourself by this one thing. Even if it's not popular in culture, I don't get that. So if you work, so you're seeing people who work at like a butterfly sanctuary to help, you know, who plant plants to help more butterflies be around to pollinate and whisper to plants <laughs> encouraging messages. Um, you're saying those people should def- define themselves by butterflies <laughs> or just like or like people who define their like aesthetic as butterfly. OK, let's let's take your point. So the person works at a butterfly sanctuary. They they wear only butterfly printed shirts, even when they're not working there. They have a butterfly tattoo. They call themselves the butterfly lady on their on their business card. They wear <laughs> butterfly clips in their hair and they have zero other interests or hobbies. So the Carol Baskin of butterflies. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's for all you Tiger King fans out there. Ah. <laughs> I have not watched The Tiger King, but I will say from what I know about the documentary on Netflix, Tiger King, from the culture, yes. Defining oneself by any one thing, especially when it isn't naturally a part of your personality, I don't get. Got it. And I feel like butterflies are a thing that people do that with. (laughs) (laughs) I'm... Jokes are fun and comedy and laughter. <laughs> I just, I guess, I'm just wondering, like, I'm wondering how someone could adopt butterflies as part of the personality naturally, or like, <laughs> well, like for instance, <laughs> like if a butterfly landed on them at birth, like, then they could have lay claim to butterflies. Yeah, I don't. What know. if their name is butterfly and they can't help it? What if their parent names them Butterfly and they're like, well, now I'm a Butterfly like, person. That is flying too close to Butterfly fan fiction because that's not a real thing that happens to people. <laughs> okay, so my next point. <laughs> Shell, you should be anti-Butterflies because they are ill-representative of an inspiring transformation, a.k.a. why can't they turn into a rhino or something? <laughs> I didn't even think about transformations man <laughs> that's why a lot of people like it it's like oh my gosh i was just a caterpillar and then i like transformed and now i can fly i'm so free and i can fly <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i have to say caterpillars are pretty awesome <laughs> yeah and i'm into that but then they okay here's a controversial opinion that i <laughs> i would like to say i wish that All caterpillars stayed caterpillars and never became butterflies. I enjoy caterpillars thousands of times more than I like butterflies. (laughs) Wow. So you would kill all butterflies? No. I just eradicate their existence uh, ever happening. They've never happened. Could they go through a smaller transformation where they still do the benefits of butterflying, like 
they start pollinating plants later in life instead of just eating everything. <laughs> sure. Well, okay. Here's the thing. The very hungry caterpillar doesn't turn into a butterfly. He just turns into a pollinating caterpillar at the end. <laughs> what about Heimlich? Heimlich from A Bug's Life. What about him? I like him. Cool. Thick. <laughs> yeah. He turns into a butterfly that's still thick that's and true. eats stuff. But is a butterfly. But every but everyone laughs and ha ha's at him, uh, and the, that's the big joke of a bug's life is his wings are stupid and tiny. And guess what? They're right. They are stupid <laughs> and tiny. <laughs> okay, so many people who like butterflies are like, I just really relate because I used to be like a, a roly poly butterfly, and now I can fly. But. <laughs> A roly-poly butterfly? <laughs> no. No. But yes, I did say that, and I'll own up to that immediately. <laughs> so do all crawling creatures with multiple legs eventually turn into butterflies? <laughs> I, I'm glad that's not the case. Okay, so okay, so what I would be more inspired by is like, oh my gosh, I used to be a roly-poly caterpillar, and then I transformed. And uh, I'm very strong and capable and smart and adult. And, and that is a, a rhino or a big gorilla. So, so you went from a caterpillar to a huge, aggressive animal. Yeah, I'm glad they don't have to build, caterpillars don't have to build a cocoon big enough to... I was in my chrysalis for 40 years, and look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) So you love a glow up where like a chunky like kid who's like cute and round turns up out to be like a big strong guy as a teen or something. Here's what I love. I love a glow up. Let's talk about it. But I love a glow up from a small thing to a big, strong thing. And it doesn't necessarily have to be about size. Shelly, you're five foot, but you have a strong mind and brain. And <laughs> and guess what? Physically not strong, though. I, <laughs> I, I did not evolve into a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's about mindset and it's about capability. And like Julie said, butterflies are very flighty. What was the other word that you used, Julie? Fluttery? Flighty and fluttery. And uh, I think that those are, you know what? They're, they're usually taken in a pejorative way. And if someone is like, I aspire to change into someone very flighty and fluttery, <laughs> I, think, I think that would not be taken as well as I aspire to be someone very bold and brave and thick with a long horn on my nose. <laughs> Why did this particular animal get chosen? Because <laughs> don't you, when you think of big, strong animals, isn't the first one you think of a rhino, a beautiful, big animal? <laughs> no. Not like a tiger or a lion. They're nature's or... firefighters. Uh, my next point is a moment of silence for the point that I forgot as I thought of it while I fell asleep during my Sunday nap today. <laughs> okay, that, that was beautiful. Uh, my last point and my most vigorously held point. You thought all my other points were laughs and jokes and fun and sunshine. I know. But this one is going to get serious. Oh no, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Here it comes. Making her own verbal contract. We should have held Holly to the contract. I know Holly didn't swear to the contract. Loophole. Dang it. Shelly, you should be anti butterfly because they are the cousin of my mortal enemy, the moth. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, the girls are laughing, Shelly gang, because they know that I am not kidding at all. <laughs> and when True. Holly's serious, we all laugh our heads off. <laughs> <laughs> we, we love laughing at the harrowing tale of Holly and the, and the moth. <laughs> so I have, for nearly 14 years now, hated moths. And not only hated them, I'm pretty afraid of them. I'm scared of them. I'm not scared of much but I am openly scared of moths. Here's why. My husband and I lived in married student housing after we got married, and we lived in like a quad of buildings, and there was a a, a better apartment in this quad from the one that we were already living in. So we moved all of our stuff in our arms from one <laughs> apartment to the other over many trips. But it was like, Shelly, how long would you say that like sidewalk that we had to walk down was? Like a minute. <laughs> like a minute of walking. Yeah. I was holding my wedding dress in its bag and a couple of other formal dresses during just a, an average afternoon like any other. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, a moth flies into my eye. And even though moths scientifically don't have mouths, this one <laughs> bit me in the eye. <laughs> And it was very scary, and my arms were full, so I couldn't swat it away. I was so scared, and it hurt so bad to blink, like really so bad. It was scary, and I hated it, and I told that story, and everyone laughed, and they were right, too, because moths shouldn't be scary. not only did you say it bit you in the eye, you, I'm pretty sure you said it bit you on the cord. <laughs> And, you know, detail is that detail makes the story that much better. <laughs> also, I remember uh, the moth maybe doing a barrel roll. <laughs> uh -huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. So obviously this is a story that's been told time and again. <laughs> I will say I did not have a fondness for the butterfly before that incident. But now I have a hatred. A hatred for the butterfly and its cousin, Moth. And you know what? I scared a moth. I'm not scared of butterfly. I crush butterfly. You're like, I can't do anything about these moths, but I could get those butterflies. Uh, Shelly, please be anti-butterfly to show loyalty to me. Like unto the great monarch butterfly, I guess. <laughs> Uh, okay, so now that the jokes and the laughter and the fun have arrived, it's now time for Carly to say what she thinks Shelly will choose because she's our sister expert. Carly, what do you think Shelly will choose based on the things that Julie and I said today and your knowledge of Shelly over the years? Shelly does have deep hatreds of things, <laughs> but I don't think butterflies are one of them. <laughs> so it's funny because Shelly doesn't have deep <laughs> hatreds of things. <laughs> Is it just for foreigners that I have my deep hatreds? <laughs> yes. Is Shelly more like a rhino or is she more like a moth? I think that your argument, Holly, that she is like a rhino is one thing. But I think that Shelly being like a moth is another thing. I think, Shelly, that you relate to moths and so you will choose butterflies because you are on the side of butterflies and moths. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I think the logic center of my brain shut down because I'm not sure I followed that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I passed out for a second and just came, came to. <laughs> I also was thinking float like a butterfly, sting like a rhino. <laughs> Carly, do you want one minute to rant against me and all of my things that I said <laughs> from your perspective? Yes. Okay. Ready, set, <laughs> go. One minute. Okay. So butterflies are extremely tough because they die on the way to adventure. Like Julie learned this. And so they die for each other. And that's how they move on. And that's that's so intense. And then when they're in the winter in the they they huddle together and they are extremely loyal. And butterflies, you should not kill them. <laughs> just, just, you, you shouldn't you should not kill butterflies. And all I'm saying is that butterflies are a spiritual wonder that remind me of eternity and that they obviously come to the people who need them the most. Obviously. <laughs> okay, that's one minute. Good job, Carly. So I think Shelly is like a butterfly. And so I think that she will cuddle up with anyone who needs to be cuddled up with because she loves them. I think... Hey, your minute's over, lady. <laughs> So I think Shelley will choose butterflies. Okay, okay. Now is the time we've all been waiting for the opinion of the MVP of this podcast, the most banned podcaster. Shelley, guess what I saw out in the wild the other day? <laughs> What'd you see? I saw a green van like we grew up driving. Aw. Did it follow you home? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so Shelley, what do you think about butterflies? <laughs> I, I, I'm mostly curious right now as why did you make us swear a blood oath <laughs> at the beginning of this? Because you knew you weren't going to be able to take it funny, haha, or because you were afraid Julie was. Gonna I be wasn't going to be able to take it funny, haha, because my opinion on them are so strong and okay. wonderful. My my opinions are wonderful, <laughs> <laughs> and I had forgotten that. I had forgotten that until it was too late. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I hope I can still be funny, haha, and not take this too seriously <laughs> at the end. <laughs> I agree with Julie that butterflies do tend to inspire people. And I guess it did inspire Holly to hate. <laughs> really strong feelings. Really strong feelings of hate. Um, and, and when you said it inspires art, et cetera, et cetera, I'm like, yeah. That's true. There's a lot of butterfly, like, operas and ballets and paintings and dance and, you know. And dancing. And, and dancing. Well, <laughs> ciao, bella. Um, and I, I would agree they are colorful. I feel like that's neither really a point, like, a pro or me a showing that they're, like, for or against, because that's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they are known to be colorful. They do inspire plants to grow <laughs> uh, <laughs> with their pollen spreading capabilities and their beautiful whispers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, also, I feel like they did inspire us to write a lot of butterfly fan fiction. Which, <laughs> who knew? <laughs> who knew? <laughs> they are very symmetrical. <laughs> I'm still not exactly sure how they inspired greatness, but I do like our version. <laughs> 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 like that a butterfly knocked the apple out of the tree that fell on new you know <laughs> it was great <laughs> uh, and loyalty to their favorite food is shows us that we too can be loyal loyal unto like unto the butterfly <laughs> which i guess i wouldn't have thought of but I guess I also haven't studied a lot about butterflies recently, which, Julie, I'm glad you have. Me too, honestly. (laughs) Uh, Holly's points that dainty and delicate is garbage. I... I can see why Holly thinks that. (laughs) I would have to say I don't fully agree that everything dainty and delicate is trash. (laughs) That... butterflies are overdone and played out i i get also i i think i sympathize with holly's point that like people using it as a metaphor for like i have overcome this hard thing and now i'm (gasps) oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh i just remembered my point oh oh what is it i'm so sorry for this late entry it is completely against everything i stand for to do this to you (laughs) shelly but it's so important to me that you know this I think a better way to describe uh, a transformation or a more inspiring one is um, is a phoenix. Uh-huh. And I don't understand why people connect with the butterfly. Like, I was a caterpillar, and then I was in a chrysalis, and then I came out of it, and I flied away forever. <laughs> That's I not, hold because... on, hold on. <laughs> is far less inspiring and less uh, poignant than I was a literal living being and then I immolated and then I'm like there's no coming back from being ashes and yet out from the ashes comes a phoenix and that's much better and so I feel like it the people who it who butterflies really inspire should really just change their loyalty to <laughs> phoenixes because that's better and stronger but then wouldn't phoenixes oh, become my mind <laughs> wouldn't phoenixes become overdone and played out and you'd hate them too no i don't <laughs> hate them because because they're strong aren't they fictional <laughs> fictional yeah right i mean they are fictional yes <laughs> they are fictional so maybe that's why people are more inspired by butterflies because that's a real life thing <laughs> no i had forgotten for a second whether or not there was like a, like how there are komodo dragons there are real life dragons are there real life phoenixes but so so that was my point and i'm sorry that i brought it up but i think the people I can feel for the people who feel inspired because they feel they have overcome something and changed. But I feel like one is more inspiring than the other. I just I'll I'll fight you about this off off camera. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel so like my eyes right now are like going off in the distance like I'm watching a sunset like what is happening to my life (laughs) I feel that way too sometimes but I feel like my eyes get too hot (laughs) sometimes I feel like I have hot eyes 
<laughs> it's all those staring at phoenixes you're doing. You get very hot. Really, sometimes I have hot eyes. What does it mean? <laughs> it's because they're full of moth venom. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> if there's one thing our listeners take away from this, it's moth venom. <laughs> <laughs> just know this is a PSA that please watch out for moths because they are vicious <laughs> so we'll we'll skip to that point of Holly's I guess uh, moths and butterflies working together they're, they're they are the mob bosses of the insect world vicious evil killers <laughs> I'm not sure I 100% agree with that. But I mean, if I have to take the evidence at hand, yes, they are. (laughs) Yeah, why be delicate when you can be strong? Ugh, I have in my notes um, for transformation and change. Um, (laughs) This seems like it's a point we've already discussed quite a bit. I I have to say, though, I love butterflies. Yay! And and here, here is part of the reason why. They're beautiful. <laughs> I like beautiful things. I like flowers. I like to watch a butterfly flit across the sky. I like to think like, oh, that looks like a fake butterfly, but I know it's real, but it looks like one like on the end of a string that somebody's like moving around at the stick. I just like that they look like weird. <laughs> I like that about butterflies. <laughs> they look artificial. They do. I kind of like that. It's like, that's a real thing that survives you know, and does its thing and helps the world by inspiring plants to grow. And yet it looks like so like fake and delicate. (laughs) Like it looks like it's made of paper. And I like that. (laughs) I did go to a butterfly sanctuary um, when we were doing a big vacation around New Zealand and Australia. Um, And we went into this huge place at all of these gorgeous butterflies that were amazing. And then we went and had lunch at an outdoor um, restaurant, like in like near the rainforest. And Australia has these big blue shiny butterflies called Ulysses butterflies, which are super gorgeous and watching them fly around was incredible. (laughs) I liked it a lot. It's like having confetti in the sky but like alive confetti flying around being beautiful that's such a beautiful imagery shelly thank you for your poetry today (laughs) and uh i once thought i had caught a caterpillar eating all of my tomatoes in the garden and but i mean it was a caterpillar Uh, but it wasn't a butterfly it was a moth so i was harboring an evil fugitive in my home when it did um but watching it hatch was a little bit transformational awesome like it was inspiring to watch (laughs) so uh so yeah they're just they're just great and beautiful and uh i did like butterfly clips when that was a thing (laughs) (laughs) and they still exist at chatfield hq they do those same ones that we all wore well shelly thank you so much for sharing your opinion on butterflies and now we are moving on to our segment one saturday afternoon And in the segment, One Saturday Afternoon, we girlos talk about the fact that we didn't have cable growing up. So we ended up watching a lot of weird stuff on Saturday afternoon television. And this week's entry is very special and wonderful. And it is Hercules, The Incredible Journeys. 
starring Kevin Sorbo. And we're talking about this today because I am watching the television show Psych with my children. And Kevin Sorbo (laughs) shows up as a bounty hunter. And I was like, aw, dang. But I mean, he looks almost identical as to how he did in Hercules. (laughs) Then I tried to find an episode of Hercules for my children and I to watch. And it's not streaming anywhere. I mean, no, for free. It's not streaming for free. You can buy it on like YouTube for $2 an episode, which nothing. I know. What I wanted to talk about was just what do we remember about this television show, Hercules, The Incredible Journeys? It's not Hercules the cartoon. Yes. I also remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like this Hercules, Kevin Sorbo, so big and hunky and handsome in my, in my like, little mind <laughs> and that hair whoo it started in 1995 and went to 1999 so shell you were nine years old you were the same age as my lucy girl yeah and kevin sorbo so handsome it's true. <laughs> and that hair like i was in the 90s very into boys with a little bit longer hair <laughs> yeah me too still am i mean who wasn't in the 90s <laughs> yeah well i mean you know because boys had that like little like that haircut that parted down the middle and then was like long on either side Mm -hmm. (laughs) every boy i had a crush on in elementary school had that haircut (laughs) oh my gosh i had a crush on a boy in middle school like that in uh, boy meets world sean he has like Uh that quintessential hair and right now you guys the way that my hair is it totally looks like sean's hair (laughs) if i part it down the middle very good (laughs) i look so dreamy as a 90s boy (laughs) I have a problem with my my memory of this show in that I always I know that Xena Warrior Princess started on this show and then got a spinoff. But I always think that Hercules has Xena's sidekick girl, Gabrielle. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He had his own sidekick named Iolas or something. Which is crazy because I I was reading up on the Wikipedia a little bit about it today to kind of jog my memory. And I'm like, I don't remember this guy at all. I remember Hercules like out there fighting you know, Hera, et cetera, and, and bad stuff, like, on his own. <laughs> I don't remember the sidekick even a little, which I feel really bad about. Sorry, sidekick guy. <laughs> I do remember Bruce Campbell is in the show as, like, a, like, King of Thieves, like, Robin Hood-ish kind of figure, and he's on this show and Xena. And I just remember, like, he's the only other person I remember from Hercules besides Kevin Sorbo, <laughs> which is weird, because I don't think he was a regular at all. <laughs> My kids and I did watch the uh, uh, the the intro credits. It totally was like took me right back to 1995. I remembered everything. <laughs> I remembered what was next, like all of the graphics, the like weird. I remember the big eyes, hair's eyes in the sky, looking oh, down. Yeah. To me, that is so Saturday afternoon, <laughs> like the kind of yes. weird yellow light that would come into our house. Oh man, it just like it. Took me to Saturday afternoon only. I feel like second to infomercials in my mind, Saturday (laughs) afternoon is Hercules. You know, like infomercials number one. And then second thing I think of is Hercules. Like, because it is so, so like Saturday afternoons. Like, let's watch a sync, which I didn't know. Again, reading up on it on Wikipedia today, Sam Raimi was one of the producers. He did the Spider Men with Tobey Maguire. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm like, wow, he knows how to make a, a show about heroes. <laughs> and, and also that I didn't know Hercules was like very popular in its time. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's par- probably why, like, if you bring it up now, most people have seen a couple of episodes. Yeah, even my husband, who was not a TV watcher, he watched a little bit of Hercules. Huh. Um, which I feel like says something. Uh, but also, Julie, I feel like it's up to you now, because I didn't know the show was filmed in New Zealand. <gasps> And I would have, like, gone to where they filmed the show <laughs> when I was in New Zealand. But now, Julie, I know someday you're going to go, we so will. it's up to you okay. to find where in New Zealand they shot I Hercules. accept this mantle of responsibility. <laughs> uh, Carly, can you share the controversial opinion that you shared with me before the recording about this show? That I don't remember it? Yeah. But you do remember... <laughs> my opinion is i don't remember this at all (laughs) but what do you remember xena she remembers xena but not hercules that's pretty wild carly like xena the show or xena being on hercules no i remember xena the show i didn't remember that hercules existed period interesting i can understand that though because it didn't xena was it concurrent with hercules or did it come after yeah i think they were almost the same years I think they even showed at the same time, like not the same exact time, but like next to each other. But I think you're I think you're right, Carly. I think there were times where like we'd watch Hercules and it would go right into like a Xena or something, you know, like. uh, But yeah, I I have to say, I mean, Hercules is like very prominent in my mind and Xena is almost, you know, it's like almost exactly as much. I feel like in my mind, just like, let's just include those two things. (laughs) I don't remember it. Like if you had shown me the poster of it but not had the name i would have been like what is that is that a psych thing that's outrageous (laughs) when i told you guys that we would be talking about this today carly literally thought that i meant the the disney hercules television show that featured young hercules Uh uh-huh and that's what i was talking about i even like did my research on it like i knew what years ryan gosling (laughs) no not that that's what i thought she was talking about no like the animated the series. animated Disney. The animated Young Hercules show. show? Yeah, <laughs> Disney. It had like, it had Phil and, you uh-huh. know, the like teenage Hercules and whatever. I remember that a tiny bit. I remember on the Wikipedia page it says, and it is not- notable for its inconsistencies. <laughs> and I loved that. I Can I say one thing about, one more thing about Hercules? Sure. It taught me a lot of wrong things about Greek mythology. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> because when I got to the sixth grade and we spent a good chunk of our history class talking about Greek mythology, I was like, I know this because I've watched so much Xena and Hercules <laughs> that I know this pat. And then I was like, wait a second, this is not at all what I've learned from TV. <laughs> this history seems wrong to me. <laughs> I just remember in sitting in history class going, this is not what I thought was happening you're like um excuse me uh on hercules the show it says this so you're wrong teacher. (laughs) so the end question of this segment is always do you think we would have watched this if we had had cable Hmm. i know i wouldn't have because i don't have an innate interest in greek mythology i think i would have still because a handsome kevin sorbo (laughs) and b i do like greek mythology I probably would have watched it because I, I want to be just like Shelly when I grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I like Greek mythology, but I don't like fake Greek mythology. I like actually reading about it. If it came on today, though, the camp factor would not make it watchable for most modern day audiences. Yeah, but I would still, I would watch it. 
I was ready to oh, start yeah, a whole it. marathon with my children today. <laughs> yeah, I looked I looked for it because I was like, dang, I want to watch it now, now that Holly's mentioned it. Well, this has been our segment, One Saturday Afternoon. Shelly Gang, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time full of laughs and jokes and comedy. We did it. <laughs> and no anger at all. <laughs> and no one showing their true colors about how weird and dead inside they are, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I see your true colors shining through. Thank you. Thank you. I also... Not like a butterfly, though. Not their true how colors. How dare you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they can float twice as high, okay? As what? What are you talking about? <laughs> butterfly in the sky. Oh, they yeah. can go twice as high. Everyone did good butterfly references today. Everyone did a great job. A plus work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so this was a great episode. And if you would like to submit your topic for us to talk about with laughs and jokes, you can go to ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y, HasOpinions.com. There you can find all the ways to contact us through social media. You can also click on our Listen tab and listen to all of our old episodes, 130 plus. Whoa, crazy. I know, it's crazy. Uh, so so you could go there or you could go to podicongo.com. That is the website for the Podicon Go network of family-friendly podcasts that we are a part of. And here's a cool thing that you might not know. There are butterfly episodes of all of the animal podcasts on Podicon Go. <laughs> if you want to learn actual stuff about butterflies, you can go to so many. If you just go to podicongo.com, you can learn so much. And you can do it with your family members around the hearth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and that's that's a great place to go. You can also just... Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. But mostly we want you to come back next week, Shelly Gang, because we just like you. And and congratulations again to Kelly, to our Yay. sister Kelly for baby Naomi. Yeah. And Yay. may she grow up to be a phoenix without the ashes part. Just one <laughs> phoenix, alive like that forever. <laughs> <laughs> Never changing. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... Thank you, and I love you, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Uh, the power of the phoenix rises. <laughs> <laughs>Hello, friends. Jonah here from Quest Company Jr., popping in to say that the show that you've just been listening to is part of the Podicon Go podcasting network, a group of independent creators committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that's family-friendly and fun for all ages. If you enjoy this show, be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and show some love with a five-star rating and review. Every time you do, you are helping support the creation of more family-friendly content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.